Welcome to Normal Conversations, a community that helps you to realize the power of change. It will inspire, connect and motivate you through stories of hope and friendship. We encourage you to see that change can be positive when it starts with you. While this podcast is supportive in nature, please contact your GP if you think you need professional help. Music by Les FM. Hi there. My name is Maria Maloney and I'm here with my good friend Geraldine Lyons and we are the presenters of Normal Conversations. This podcast is the fourth in a series of six. This is a particularly special podcast for us both because it was the first time we recorded a podcast together in the same room. Geraldine came to visit me and we decided to record a podcast while she was visiting. The sound, unfortunately, though, is a bit tinny as we didn't realize that we needed our mics on because we thought everything would be fine being in the same room. It turns out, though, that it wasn't okay. So please bear with us in terms of the slight echo that this podcast has. We didn't want to scrap it because it was our first time doing a podcast together. So we hope this doesn't distract you. This is the fourth podcast And we talk about being vulnerable and how, like Brenny Brown says, there's no courage without vulnerability. But what does that actually mean? How can you be brave and vulnerable at the same time? Well, stay tuned to find out. So, Geraldine, what do you understand by vulnerability? Do you know, when you were reading that out, actually feels strange even to be in the same room right now recording a podcast and so you can see me fully you know because we've gotten so used to being behind a screen and while I'm really comfortable with you it feels very different and I don't know if that's vulnerability or that it's just kind of a different way that we're recording this but either way it just came to mind when you were you were were reading that out and you know I suppose vulnerability for me is about bearing all you know, including warts. And when I say warts, the the parts of me that maybe I don't particularly like or that I don't admire in myself, but at the same time, they're a part of who and what I am. And I can't, I can't but look at them if I want to move on in my life. So with vulnerability comes courage and bravery. You said, you know, you asked that question there, how can we be brave and vulnerable at the same time? Well, if it was easy, if there was no kind of moments, well, then it'd be really easy to be vulnerable. But the reality is there can be fear in being vulnerable because what if somebody judges me? What if I fall flat on my face and I can't get up again? What if everything falls apart? You know, that there is a certain risk associated with vulnerability and yet... I work with people who are vulnerable all the time and show their vulnerabilities. And, and I've shown my vulnerabilities before. That's that's part of how I got to where I am today, sitting on this seat. So what, in your opinion, needs to exist in a situation for people to feel like they can be vulnerable? I think they have to be brave. But I think also that they there has to be trust between the people so so bravery courage trust I think so basically I asked the question like you said at the beginning how can you be brave and vulnerable at the same time so what I'm hearing is that in order to be vulnerable yeah. it takes a certain amount of bravery yeah 
I used to think bravery was like, oh, I'm strong, I can do this. You know, sometimes bravery, well, a lot of the time, actually, in my own personal experience, bravery is really feeling fear and, and doing it anyway. Who said that? Who, who There's a book. Isn't there feel fear and do it anyway? My mother had that book when I was a kid. Yeah. We'll find the author and we'll yeah. put it up on, as usual, we'll put it up on a reference list. Just, yes. For this yeah. podcast. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah, so now bravery actually, it, it has taken on a new meaning for me where I'm treading on new waters. So it's not familiar. Th- those waters are familiar. I'm going into places that maybe I haven't been before, you know, metaphorically, maybe physically, emotionally. And so there's a certain amount of trepidation. But I look on that now, that reminds me that, yeah, I'm going into new uncharted waters and, and I recognise that feeling for what it is now as opposed to something that stops me in my way. I kind of ride the crest of that wave as well. Could you give us an example of a time where you willingly went into a situation where you were aware that you were being vulnerable, but you mm. also pushed forward because you wanted to achieve something? Could you give an example of that? Yeah, there's lots of personal examples that I... I don't feel necessarily that I would share them out with the whole world. Of course. Doing this podcast is one of them, actually. Yeah, definitely. Isn't it? Yeah. Because you talked about a reference list and it's not like we, we go into any podcast where we haven't done some reading or research. And like you said, we'll, we always reference people or books or podcasts that we've listened to in preparation. Yet a lot of this podcast, well, it's going to normal conversation. So we're putting forth our opinions and ideas. And when I think about that, sometimes that can feel me with this, because what if I say the wrong thing? Exactly. Do you know? Yeah. And so you're putting yourself out there. You're putting your opinions out there. Yeah. And then by putting yourself out there, you're basically engaging or you're, you're looking for feedback or you're looking for some sort of interaction. And so the fear is, what if it's negative interaction? Yeah. And that's real. But yeah. in, in having normal conversations, I don't think I've ever had a normal conversation where both sides or three sides, depending on how many people are in the conversation, haven't each put forth their ideas or their opinions. That's what conversation is about. And I have to bring myself back to that. And I remember before we started this, I remember you finding a quote, and it's by Brené Brown, and we often speak about her and reference her. It goes like this, vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up and be seen when we've no control over the outcome. And I read that before we start every single podcast. And that gives me a sense of grounding, I suppose. It grounds me before we start. And, and I, I'm acknowledging I've no control. Who's going to listen to this? What their opinions are going to be? How they're going to receive me? And that's, I'm okay in all of this. Yeah. So the podcast would be one thing. Like I said, there's loads of really, really personal situations in, in my life where I've been vulnerable. I've had to be vulnerable, literally to the point of, okay, if I don't open up here now, there could be really horrible and awful outcomes for me in it. So, of course, I'm, I'm not necessarily going to talk about those on this podcast. But another vulnerable situation I would put myself in, when I travel and sometimes I'm, I'm going to a place that I, I always travel to new places, so I don't know the culture, I don't know the way of life. You know, I remember the last trip that I did on my own was to Poland, and I remember having a bit of an altercation in a place that I was staying in the very last morning and the staff member was quite threatening and I remember stopping and taking a pause thinking to myself you know what I'm on my own okay it's all well and good to 
to have my say and to give my opinion and to stand up for myself and stand in my power. But actually, I felt a little unsafe because there was a person speaking to me. He was smirking at somebody who was behind me, who I assumed was the owner of the place that I was staying. Mm -hmm. I felt really vulnerable. So I stated my point. I was very mindful that I wasn't going to push myself too much because... Yeah, sometimes vulnerability can give us signals that we're going into a situation that we don't like. Yes. And then sometimes vulnerability, we can acknowledge that we're being vulnerable for an outcome, for a reason that we want that we want to achieve. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. What's come to mind there is actually there's another aspect to it. And maybe I'm going off topic, but vulnerability. And when I feel that sense of vulnerability, it also keeps me safe because I know when to stop. So that's just mm-hmm. start coming to me there just while we're talking. And we, we spoke about that in a previous podcast about our emotions and our feelings. They're indicators, they're guideposts mm. about how we feel and how we should proceed. Yeah. And sometimes when you're feeling vulnerable, you realize that it's a, a, a threatening situation. Yes. Maybe. But other times when you feel vulnerable, you're aware that you're vulnerable, but you're doing it for an outcome, yes. for some sort of an outcome. Like you said, you're traveling because you, you're you aware that you're putting yourself in a maybe potentially vulnerable situations, but you're traveling because you want to learn about cultures you want to see. You're doing it for a reason. Mm-hmm. A very vulnerable situation as, as well. I think that a lot of women listening and even of course, men as well would connect with is having a baby. Yes. You know, literally giving birth is a very, very vulnerable place to be for the mother, but also for the father. You know, his child is being born. And then afterwards, you realize that I remember when I first had my, my son, Matthew, very quickly, I realized that I need to get life insurance because... I felt vulnerable for the first time I was aware of my own mortality because I thought, what happens if me and Valerio, my husband, what if we get killed in a car crash? What's going to happen to this beautiful little baby? Do you know, I felt extremely vulnerable. That force of vulnerability, I think that was the first time I felt that vulnerable Yeah. because I loved my baby so much and I wanted to protect it. Do you know what I mean? So there was a physical vulnerability when I was actually giving birth, but there was also this idea of if something happens to me, Mm. my baby is vulnerable. So that's... For me, that's an experience of vulnerability that mm. I've had in my life that, you know, and then, of course, when you feel that way, you take action to make yourself less vulnerable. Mm. Yes. But um, I think once you have a child, you'll always feel somewhat vulnerable mm. until that child is autonomous. You know, even then, yeah, you're still always going to be their mother. Yeah, you know? that's it. And when you think of, of times that you've been vulnerable, then we are. What was it that you needed from the other person in order to allow yourself to be vulnerable? What did you need from that other person? Well, I suppose I allow myself to be vulnerable when I feel like I'm in a situation where I'm going to be accepted. Because like you say, when you allow yourself to be vulnerable, you're opening yourself up somewhat. And if it's in the wrong situation, then you can get hurt once you open yourself up. There's a beautiful quote here from Dr. Circus. And again, I'll put the link on the the reference list for this podcast. But he says vulnerability is the capacity or susceptibility to being hurt. So if you allow yourself to be vulnerable, you're opening up your kind of soft space. Mm. 
and something, you know, something hard can hurt that soft space. The word vulnerable is also synonymous with the words openness and exposure. When a person is truly vulnerable, there is an unobstructed entrance or view to the person's heart, being and soul. I thought that was beautiful. When you allow yourself to be vulnerable, yeah, you can get hurt. Mm. When you are consciously making yourself vulnerable, you have to be in a state where you trust the person. Okay, or, so trust yeah, is the thing the that trust, you need. Yeah. yeah, there has to be a certain level of trust or willingness to trust. Yes. Because even if you if you open yourself up to somebody that you trust, you're being less vulnerable because you know, you know there's a higher yeah. chance of not being hurt. Whereas if you open yourself up to someone that you're not 100% sure that you can trust, that's yeah. a much higher state of vulnerability. Yeah. I remember one night, and I'm certainly not going to talk about the topics we spoke about, but we were both very vulnerable in our sharing with each other. Mm. And I remember feeling that, I remember taking a breath going, okay, here goes, and telling you stuff that very few people know about me. And likewise, but vice versa for me. Yeah, you know? and you just... You just listened and like you said, there's no judgment, but I don't know. And I'm just hearing what you just said. I don't know that there is going to be no judgment until there's no judgment. Yeah. And thankfully, there was no judgment. But in that, in me being able to talk about what I spoke about last night or that night, not last night, we spoke about more stuff last night, but that specific night, it allowed me to start to now that I had said it and it was out there and I felt safe in not being judged then I was actually able to say okay we'll look A, B and C and look at different options that I could exercise or that I could actually bring to the fore so that I get myself out of the situation or into that sense of freedom. Yeah so that's really what friendship is about though when you're exploring a friendship you bit by bit make yourself more and more well, you show more of yourself, I suppose, and make yourself yeah. more vulnerable to the person that you're willing to be friends with or you're looking to be friends yeah. with. And step by step, you check to see if you're yeah. going to be judged or if this person is like you mm. in, in that respect. And, you know, you're you're testing the ground, I suppose, for friendship, really. Yeah. You know, but in order to become friends, I think you kind of need to be a little bit vulnerable yes. and open yourself up as well. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll never get to know the person and the person will never get to know you. That that softness, like you said, within you, that heart, that soul within you. And I suppose, you know, bringing it to a coaching context then as well, when clients come to me, when they're open to being vulnerable, that's really where the magic happens for them. Mm -hmm. In that I would always, in in initial conversation with the client, you know, I would always talk about that willingness to be open and honest, to bring whatever they need to bring to the table, because it's when they bring it to the table and they take it out of their head, take it out of their heart and put it literally on the table. Can they start then disseminate and see for what it is? And I've had, I've worked with people where they've said, God, I had this built up to being something that like I was such a bad, bad person. But actually, now that I'm talking about it, I realize well, a lot of people do this or have this. In that vulnerability, it creates that beautiful space. And that's my role as a coach is just simply to hold space. But for the client, it creates that space for them to become creative. And with coaching, it's about allowing the person to come up with their own solutions. So the creativity that comes from vulnerability is so, so powerful. 
Yes. Yeah, and so I suppose the coach, like you say, when the coachee is being vulnerable, mm. the coach allows that space of acceptance almost. So like a coachee mightn't say it outside of the coaching room yes. because they a fear of being judged or whatever. Yeah. But if you go and you speak to a coach and there's non-judgment yes. there and there's acceptance there, yeah. it allows the coachee to move forward and yeah. to unpick the problem yeah. in a safe space. Absolutely. By, but by stating it in the first place, it's giving them a sense of acceptance and responsibility for their part in the situation. And that goes, I guess, for being a counsellor, psychotherapist, psychologist, all of these people are holding space for the client to come and bring whatever they need to bring to the table so that they can effect or bring about or start to create the change that they wish to see yeah even though it can be scary there's a lot of healing if you do it yeah and a lot of change can come about as a result and there's a sense of worthiness within ourselves if we're vulnerable because on some level and it might be very deep on some level we believe that we can be better or our lives can be better or a situation can be better even though we may be really lacking confidence or low self-esteem that there is something deep down because because we're actually bringing it forward, because we're actually willing to work on it would show or dictate and I know certainly in my experience it always reminds me actually this even though you might think that you're not confident in this area or that you're not going to be able to succeed there's something within you the fact that you're bringing it to the fore the fact that you're being open and honest saying I don't know or I don't know what the next step to take is shows that you realize that that you deserve more and I think as well if you're in that situation where you're bringing it to the fore mm. it means you're ready to bring it to the fore yeah. like there's a lot of people and they know that they may have a problem they may have an issue that is upsetting them but like you say you have to be ready to deal with the situation in order to bring it out and talk to mm. a coach or talk to someone in a safe mm. space because people just aren't ready yes to talk about problems sometimes yeah. And we spoke again before in previous podcasts about the pain of the situation actually becoming greater than the pain of change. And so I think people seek these safe situations like in a coaching environment or maybe even with a close friend like we did that night you were speaking about when they're ready to talk about the problem and find a solution. And I don't know because I hadn't planned on revealing that part of me. So I don't know if it's a conscious readiness, but I definitely think they're a deeper readiness to bring it to the fore mm-hmm. because, like I say, it wasn't planned. Yeah, but then maybe because you felt it was a trusting or safe situation, maybe it came forward that way. That's it. So there was a readiness of some sort, even yeah. though I wasn't aware of it. Yeah. And when you're talking about readiness, it sounds like, okay, so there has to be a readiness or a willingness. There, mm-hmm. Trust is important. There is bravery in the sense that Definitely. we acknowledge that we can feel fear because all of those, then we create that environment or opportunity to be creative and come up with solutions. And that reminds me actually at the start of the pandemic. I remember speaking to a centre manager and, and he may be listening or he may not. He knows who he is anyway if he is listening. And I remember just saying to him, you know what, I don't know what to do here. And he... You don't know he, what to do because of the pandemic? I didn't know, yeah, like... Okay, what what training, you know, do I train in one thing? But then the the people that I work in, the groups that I work with within that organization, because I do a lot of work with them, they're not really going to be utilizing. So do I have to do training just for training sake? Or I remember him saying to me, Geraldine, you know what? We're all the same. We're all just feeling 
our way. And it was like, it just opened. I, I had to take a deep breath before I said that because I'm now admitting, okay, I'm lost here. I'm not even yeah. maybe doing very much here because I don't actually know which, which way to turn. And by me being vulnerable, it allowed him space to say, do you know what, we're all the same. We're all figuring our way out. Yeah. And then by that, it kind of unleashed that creative side of me. And I started looking at programs that I had signed up for in the past before that I knew would benefit the people that I or the groups that I worked with within that organization. And I was able to create a Word document of different programs that I already had, take them to the training and development part of that organization and say, okay, would these be suitable programs or trainings to do because these are going to directly benefit the people that I work with, et cetera, et cetera. In a pandemic situation. And beyond. Mm-hmm. And they were delighted that I had taken the initiative to, and, and some of the, the programs actually they thought were really good and, and could see how they could bring them into the organisation as a whole. But unless I had acted on that vulnerable moment, I took so many opportunities during during the last 20 months. I think that was unlocking the door. I think a lot of people felt vulnerable because they didn't mm-hmm. know what to do. They hadn't been trained. They hadn't been instructed. There's no degree. None of us had lived yeah, through a pandemic. There's no degree in how to deal with the pandemics, you know, so people were feeling their way yes. forward. And like you say, that opened the door to creative people that kind of took the opportunity, adapted to the, the emergency yeah. and brought something valuable to the table yes. in a difficult situation. Because I think we can all agree it was a difficult situation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there, I just want to say as well, there's one last quote that I want to talk about, and it's from the poet David White. Uh, he wrote this in 2015. And again, the reference will be up on the website. But he speaks about vulnerability. He says, vulnerability is not a weakness, yeah. a passing indisposition or something we can arrange to do without. Vulnerability is not a choice. Vulnerability is the underlying, ever-present an abiding undercurrent of our natural state. To run from vulnerability is to run from the essence of our nature. To attempt to be invulnerable is the vain attempt to be something we are not, most especially to close off our understanding of the grief of others. More seriously, refusing our vulnerability, we refuse to help needed at every turn of our existence and immobilize the essential tidal and conversational foundations of our identity. So I think what he's saying there is that as human beings, we are vulnerable by definition because we're born and then we die. So we can be hurt, we can be physically hurt, we can be emotionally hurt. We are vulnerable in our conditions. So I think that's beautiful because a lot of human beings try to be invulnerable. They try to come across as like, I'm all that and I'm nobody can hurt me and I'm tough. And but really and truly, essentially, we're all vulnerable. That's it. And and it's part of that lived experience. And I know I've been, I've lived part of my life where, yeah, I can do this, it's me against the world almost, you know. Oh, Christ on a bike, that was a tough place to be. Yeah, definitely. You know, that is a beautiful quote because to me, it it just says vulnerability is part of the lived experience. So for me, it's almost like that permission. It's okay. It's it's part of the human experience. And Brené Brown, I'm going to finish on a lovely quote as well. Brené Brown, in her book, Jerry and Grayley, How the Courage to be Vulnerable Transforms the Way We Live, Love, Parent and Lead. 
She says vulnerability is uncertainty, risk and emotional exposure, but it is also the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, empathy and creativity. So as well, we talk about being born and then we die. There's all those other lived experiences like love, belonging, joy, the courage. The positive side of vulnerability. Absolutely. Yeah. And what it brings. And yeah. that's a lovely, I suppose, way to bring that subject of vulnerability to a close for this time, because I could talk about it forever. I know yesterday we spoke so much all day long, and I think... Again, about vulnerability, because we were preparing so many times, yeah. you know, didn't yeah. it? And as well, I think people have a tendency to talk about the negative side of vulnerability yeah. and go, oh, it's so difficult and it's so yeah. hard. And it's so, and but it like is. you say, you can't show somebody that you love them unless you're vulnerable. Yes. I mean, saying the words, I love you, yeah. makes you vulnerable yes. to rejection. To, to, yeah. So all those beautiful things that Brené Brown yeah. talks about, you have to be vulnerable in order to experience yeah. those, experience the beautiful side yeah. of life. Yeah. You know, because that's what they are. They're the yeah. beautiful side of life. So, lived experience. yeah, vulnerability is essential to be happy yeah. in, in the world. And to live, to live, yeah. to truly live, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. You know, vulnerability has to, to be have a good life. To have yeah. a good life, yeah. And so, Geraldine, we always finish off with a question. If you remember, we were talking, because uh, Geraldine is visiting me at the moment, and we were walking through the town two days ago, and we were laughing and I said to her, um, you know, it's like that person that you trust to help you bury a body. So if you kill somebody and it's just joking now, this is a joke, OK, you are stuck to try and get rid of the body. Who would you ring? That's real vulnerability now, because, you know, who would you trust enough to I, help you bury a body dirty? I don't know if you're going to like this answer, but right now probably would be you. <laughs> And Probably will be. This is hypothetical. <laughs> it's not that we're planning to bury your body or anything. Yeah. But yeah, it's that idea of trust, I suppose. Yeah, and for you. Yeah, probably you. Yeah, probably you. <laughs> you're getting me back now. If I put that pressure on you, you're going to put that pressure. Yeah, on we'll me be as ringing well. each other, or maybe we'll we'll include my husband as well because I think yeah. you know he's kind of stronger than we are. So burying a body, or he it's might be good. Yeah, so picking the body. Yeah, body yeah, up. yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so that was, you know, we just thought we'd have a laugh and ask. So well, who would you, like, you know, at the end of this podcast, we'll give you the question to our listeners. Who would you, you know, ring if you were in a dire situation and you needed to get rid of a body? So we'll leave it at that, people. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you again, hopefully on our fifth podcast. Thank you for listening. Take care. Be vulnerable. <laughs> yes, exactly. Gift yourself permission to be vulnerable and allow yourself that space and time and to find those people that you can be vulnerable with to really help you to become the best version of you. Yeah. Thanks, Geraldine. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to Normal Conversations today. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe and leave a review over on iTunes, Spotify or any other platform that you are listening on. If you really like us, please recommend us to anyone you think would benefit from listening. Follow us on Facebook at Normal Conversations or on Instagram at normal.conversations.